Hello, welcome to the Above the Clouds podcast. I am your host, Gaynor Turner, and in this and my future episodes, I'll be talking through all things expat and living in the fabulous Emirate of Dubai to starting my own fashion business and manifesting, plus being a mom to my two children and setting financial as well as life goals to achieve absolutely anything. So good morning, everybody. Hope you're really, really well. Happy Friday to you. Um, This is actually a pre-recorded podcast. So my apologies for that. Um, But it's actually Eid, as I mentioned uh, in my last episode. So um, we've actually got plans on Friday. Um, We've also got all the family here in in the house as well. So I wouldn't really uh, get any time to to actually record a podcast um, in in a quiet house. So (laughs) I thought I'd better better get organized for that. Um, But really looking forward to it. I've got another networking event as well. And I've been really brave again. So um, I've actually approached the organiser of the networking event um, and asked if I can actually do a little, I don't know, a talk or um, just introduce what I do as a podcast, just in case there are other people out there who wanted to start a podcast um, or had been thinking about it, but putting it off. Um, and I'm also doing a pop-up whilst I'm there as well. So it's going to be really, really good. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and just glad that I, I got organized with organizing my second pop-up. Um, so I've got all my stock and I'm uh, busy sort of sorting everything out for that as well. But I'm really, really excited. I think it's going to be really good. Um, and then we've got a brunch on Saturday as well with, with some friends um, and then probably make time to to uh, go to the polo club and just go to the gym. Um, I used a steam room yesterday. Oh, it was just so heavenly and there's never ever any, anybody in there. So I just get the whole thing to myself. And your skin just feels amazing when you come out of there. And they've also got this sort of ice shower as well. Um, and then this other shower, which is, it's really funny actually, <laughs> because it's all, um, they've got all different settings. So they've got like trop- tropical um, rainstorm and Caribbean thunderstorm and all these different things. But I was standing in the shower and I thought, oh, what does that button do? And I pressed it and literally the lights go out and it's like lightning effects. And it literally is like you're standing in the middle of a rainforest and you can hear parrots (laughs) and everything going on. Um, So I wasn't expecting that at all. But it is incredible, you know, you really do come out of there feeling really, really well. Uh, and it's just, yeah, all, all glowing. It's so good for your skin. Um, but I think it's good for your muscles as well, sort of sitting in a sauna and just helping your muscles to really relax, especially after a workout as well. So, uh, so yeah, looking forward to doing a lot more of that as well this week. Um, but how nice just to have a one day working week. I wish every week was like that. Everyone's really happy going off to school and everything this morning. Um, yeah, with, with that in mind that they've got the rest of the week off. So brilliant. So in today's episode, I actually wanted to talk to you about basically adapting your parenting styles as your children go into the next phase of their childhood. Um, because Molly's obviously 11, coming up to 12 this summer. Um, and I've really had to learn how to adapt to be the mom that she needs me to be in these years. Um, and I'll have to adapt again when she does actually sort of hit the teenage years fully. Um, but it's basically that I want to feel prepared so that when those years are here, that it's not a shock to my system 
and that I'm not still trying to parent her the way I always have done because she's changing all the time. Um, Plus, she's having new experiences all the time which are are sort of changing her and changing the way she feels about life, changing the way she feels about herself. Um, So her needs are, are sort of changing all the time at the moment. So what I really want to maintain throughout these years is still a close bond, but knowing that she's getting what she needs from me as her mom. And I think since Molly actually started her new school, almost a year ago now, um, I've very slowly started adapting the way I feel about being a parent to her in terms of not being set in my ways, because I've always been, and since that both the children were babies, very, very hands-on um, and there for, for everything. So although I've always worked all these years, I've always managed to very luckily um, be able to work around the children. So I've always taken them to school, um, apart from in the UK when both of the nans they they looked after the children one day a week, which was wonderful. So in that case, that they, they used to take them to school and, and pick them up. Um, but I've always been there uh, and, you know, sort of very hands-on, very doing activities with them, um, spending all my time with them and loving every minute of it. So obviously, when that sort of slowly starts to come to, to an end, it can be a real shock to your system. And I think for me, the important thing to do is not to not to fight it. Um, and I say I've learned an awful lot in this last year. And what I'm finding is as I'm changing the kind of mom that I am to her, it's um, it's comfortable for me because I'm doing it a little bit at a time which makes me at ease, sort of letting go of her a little bit and letting her sort of spread her wings and give her space, which I think is so, so important. Um, I think as well, since she went to Paris and having to really let her go, you know, um, that has taught me an awful lot because, you know, that that's huge, putting your daughter on a plane and sending her thousands of miles away with her school where you've got no control whatsoever. Um, but I say I did start making these small changes, um, back, well, as soon as she started desk at her new school. Um, so I started doing things like allowing her to go to the, the mall with her friends, but also doing it in a way that not only I would feel comfortable with it, but that she would feel comfortable because what I found is almost the more that I back away from her, the more she's actually coming to me. Um, so what I started doing to obviously make sure that she's safe, um, but was taking her to the the shopping mall, talking to her about money. So she'd have pocket money, but sort of teaching her about money as well, which is obviously a crucial lesson for, for all children to learn how to manage it. Um, but then giving her a time limit. So also managing her time and that responsibility that, you know, within two hours, I will meet you at Starbucks. And obviously the good thing that that we have that my parents never had was, you know, a way of contacting us once once we were out. Um, So the fact that Molly has a phone, I know that she can contact me if she needs to. And I think the lovely thing as well was when in those first mall visits that I took her to this year, she was actually phoning me. 
Or if she'd seen something that she liked in a shop, she would be taking photos of it and sending it to me saying, do you like this? And it really touched my heart because I thought this is the way to, to handle it, especially with Molly, because she is incredibly independent, which reminds me very much of myself. You know, once I got to a certain age, that was it. You know, I just wanted to do my own thing. I didn't want to discuss it with anybody. Nothing was up for negotiation. Um, and became a real teenager, you know, so strong-minded, not sharing anything with my parents at all. Um, I never told them about anything that, you know, that I'd done the day before. It was only going out with my friends, but I'd, I'd never shared anything with them or sat and had a chat with them. Um, so I was really touched. And I am aware she's not quite a teenager yet, but it sort of really touched me that she still wanted to to share or sort of um you know talk to me about things um so yeah so i've i've done a done a few shopping mall visits the nice thing as well is with molly's friends moms um they're also of the same mind frame so sometimes we'll take it in turns uh, when they have done these visits. So uh, one of the other moms will go and she'll stay in the mall um, and just go for a coffee and things. And then the girls will, will go to her after a certain time. Um, but I say it's teaching them, isn't it? It's teaching them that responsibility, um, but also giving them that luxury of freedom. And I think for, for, for children that age, when they first get that, it feels like the most amazing thing in the world. Um and Molly, you know, on those first couple of visits and her friends actually came back early and said, you know, we've done everything that we want to do. Um, can we meet up again? So that felt lovely. And I say, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that that continues, but I, I don't think it will. Um, but yeah, I've ta- dropped her off so she can have lunch with her friends. Um, there's an Italian restaurant not far from here. So um, I've dropped her off to meet her friends. They had lunch and then I picked her up a couple of hours later. Um, again, teaching them that lesson about money you know, making sure that she's got enough money. Um, But we've done cinema visits as well, you know, similar things. So so dropping her off um, and then then picking her up when the film finishes. Um, But yeah, I think it's about being flexible as well and sort of looking at it as um, like a partnership um, so that she's able to do what she wants to do, but that you're still there sort of almost as a a support system. Um, and I think Paris has been absolutely fantastic for that because it's basically about allowing them to make mistakes as well. Um, because obviously Molly, you know, doesn't, doesn't like sleeping at all, which then makes it very difficult for her to wake up in the morning. So I had to, obviously I, I sat and spoke to her about the importance of her getting sleep. Um, and the importance that, you know, you've got to set an alarm or if there's one person out of the, the three of her and her friends who were all sharing a room, if there's one of them that's good for, for getting up in the mornings, give them the role of waking everybody else up. Um, but yeah, also talking to her about the pickpocketing situation that is often the case uh, in big cities or busy places, uh, sort of educating her before she went off. But then having to let go uh, because I had no control whatsoever. But at the same time, I kind of 
I needed to allow her to make those mistakes because if I would have phoned her every morning to make sure that she was up, she's not learning anything. She's not, you know, having to to sort of use her her initiative and um, her planning and all these kind of skills that you need if, if I'm still sort of doing everything for her. So, you know, she did make mistakes and she did come home looking absolutely exhausted, which is to be expected, you know, on, on your first trip away. But it's also been at ease with that and knowing that that's okay because she'll be learning from it. She had an incredible time, which I'm so, so grateful for. Um, but I think also when she came home, it was about allowing her to come to us to tell us what she'd been doing. Um, and she did, you know, I wasn't sort of all over her asking her a million questions. Um, I just occasionally would ask her something, but then I found that because she'd experienced something so incredible, she actually wanted to tell us about it. So then when, when we had dinner, she was just telling us all funny things that had happened. And I felt really, really pleased because she was also telling us about, you know, some of the boys were quite naughty and had had a party in their room, apparently, <laughs> like rock stars, because they'd had this um, this prime drink that apparently all the, all the kids are wanting and drinking, um, which I thought it was like an energy drink. I, I think you can get an energy drink version of it with caffeine in it. Um, but there's also another version of it, which is very good for hydration. So I really looked into it. Um, but yeah, apparently they, these lads had all got this these bottles of Prime and had a, a party in their room. Um, but yeah, she she actually told us about it, um, and it just felt lovely just to listen rather than keep asking her questions. You know, just listen to what she wants to tell us about, and it just just felt really really wonderful that she was coming to us and and wanting to talk about it. But I think. For me, the best way of navigating these years and the years that that are still ahead of me with the teenage years is thinking back to what I needed when I was her age and the teenage years, Um, you know, because I think I was a classic teenager, which hopefully is really going to help me when Molly is because as I've said before, you know, I went through many, many phases, but I was also a complete, well, a complete teenager. I was very grumpy. I didn't want to speak to any of my family. Once I got to that age, all I was interested in was just being with my friends, um, you know, or dressing a certain way and just going out with my friends. And it's funny. Now I think back to those times, I'd always thought that my parents were very, very strict um, and they were that they were sort of very traditional um, and, you know, really, really cared about our safety and, and all that kind of thing. Um, so we weren't allowed to sort of go out and hang around parks and things like that, which I completely get. Um, but what my parents did allow me to do was after a certain age, basically dress the way I wanted to within reason Um and, you know, I'd be walking out the house in <laughs> all kinds of outfits and, you know, I, I probably barely grunted at them to say goodbye before I went out and didn't tell them anything, didn't really tell them where I was going or I, I think once you get to a certain age that they sort of realise that they have to let you go because you're going to go anyway. Um, 
But no, they really, really did give me the freedom to dress how I wanted to as Heidi or a skateboarder or whatever it was that, that I was wearing at the time. Um, and they allowed me to, to go out and they even allowed me to go to Nuki on holiday with my friends when I was 17 in a caravan for a week. Um, and obviously we just had an absolute whale of a time and that just feels like the best thing ever, the first ever holiday that you can go on with your friends completely on your own. Um, and it's just bedlam <laughs> um, and we barely ate because we were just having such a whale of a time and my mum met us off the coach, you know, my mum and one of the other mums and I remember both of their faces as as we stepped off the coach just you know, absolute shock and horror at the state of us because we had just been out partying and staying up all night and everything. Um, and yeah, my mum was just like, have you eaten anything this week? <laughs> but, you know, you sort of have to, you have to go through these things. But I think what I'm really trying to do is is still to be there for Molly. But you know, giving her that space so that she can breathe, but also feel comfortable that she can come to me and talk to me about anything that she's having, having issues with. And where we are now is really, really nice. And it feels really joyful when she comes to me. And even last night, you know, she, she came to me and wanted to talk to me, to me about something that she was having a problem with. And I think it's very much about just listening, but also giving her little bits of advice here and there. Um, and she does take them on board and she does listen. But I think the best thing that, that I can do as a parent is just back off. And I think sort of as I'm going into these years now, I feel differently to how I was expecting to. I thought with all of those years where me and the children were so close and doing everything together all the time, and doing all these lovely things, and endless cuddles, um, and cosy times, and all that kind of thing. I thought that when the time came that the children would start start doing their own thing, that it would be really, really difficult. But because it's kind of a slow graduation into that time, um, I'm actually very comfortable with it. And now I'm actually starting to look forward to, you know, in just a few short years, the children will be off completely doing their own thing. So then me and Richard will be able to to sort of go out and have a lot more flexibility and a lot more freedom ourselves as well. Um, and my sister and brother-in-law are having the time of their lives now because their children are 18, is it 18 and 16 or 17? I lose track. Um, but yeah, obviously their, their older daughter is off going, ha- having holidays and things and she's at uni um, and their son is just about to do his first holiday to Magaluf. Um, so yeah, so now they're actually able to go on holiday on their own and they're really making the most of it. So they're having weekends away in places and uh, just really enjoying themselves and going out all the time, going to concerts and shows and things. So I think if you can do it that way, it's it's quite a relief actually, I say, because I, I wasn't expecting to feel that way about it. But now I'm, I'm really looking forward to these coming years I know it's not going to be easy and Molly is incredibly steely and I love that about her you know she's incredibly strong um but she's also very soft inside as well and she does still need um need you to be there and and needs to talk things through sometimes 
And I think if I can navigate this okay, then hopefully she will still always want to talk to me. Um, and sort of even in the, those sort of much older years, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm laying the foundations that we've always got that that bond and I can help um, or give her advice that might be helpful to her. Um, but also still keeping contact, don't give them too much space so that you know, their lives are something completely separate to yours. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? You, you've got to sort of um, figure your way way through it all the time. But I'll be doing lots of reading as well, because I, I always do that. And I think you can learn so much just from uh, sort of tooling up before the, the situation happens. <laughs> um, but I, I do think it's really going to help because I was such a typical teenager. Um, you know, I, I it's quite funny. And I actually remember the, is it the Harry Enfield? Um, I don't know if any, anybody ever watched that, the Harry Enfield um, comedy series. And he, he plays a teenager, you know, constantly t- telling his parents that he hates them um, and slamming doors and all that kind of thing. But because I was that nightmare teenager... I'm hoping that that will help me in knowing what she needs from me and knowing probably what I needed when I was that age, which was an awful lot of space, Um, but maybe checking in with me every now and then to see how things are going. I'm not quite sure I would have actually told my parents anything anyway. Um, But yeah, maybe trying to to learn. And I think learning from experience can be uh, really invaluable, can't it? So I'll probably do another podcast in a couple of years and just tell you what a nightmare I'm having <laughs> and how my life is hell, but uh, hopefully not, you know, well, let's see what happens. We're, we're not perfect, are we? But, um, but yeah, so it's interesting. Let, let's, uh, let, let's see how these next few years pan out, but I do want us to still have a close bond. That's my absolute aim. And I still want her to sit and have family dinners with us, um, And what I do now, because I find at this age, I think children are quite resistant to doing things that really they do want to do, but they worry that it's not cool anymore. Um, And I know my my older sister's gone through this with her three children. Um, Her youngest now is, I think he's 13 or 14. but yeah, and it's that's quite quite an interesting um, thing because you know that they want to sit down and watch that film with you, or you know really that they do want to bake that cake with you, but they they refuse to because it's just not cool. So what I try and do now is um, I'll I'll just put the film on um, that I know that she really wants to watch, but I don't say to her, "Do you want to watch this film?" Because if you do that, a child will instantly say no. <laughs> So I just put it on and I sit down and I've noticed that she's actually started just coming and sitting with us. Um, So maybe that's a tactic. Just don't ask them if they want to do something. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I say I'll I'll just like with the cooking and things, maybe just hand her a spoon, but don't mention it. But we'll see. I'll, I'll keep you updated as we go through these years. But um, but yeah, I hope you've managed to get something from from this episode. You know, maybe even uh, somebody that just relates to what you're going through if, if your children are getting older. Um, 
But yeah, I think the more at ease you can be with it and the more at ease you can be at not trying to fight the fact that they are getting older and they are going to need more space from you. Um, But they still want to know that you're there and they still want to know that they've got a loving home. So whenever they've been out, um, you know, for for them to come home. Um, And that's what Molly's absolutely loving being at home. But again, we don't mention that because that's not cool. Um, But she's just absolutely loved being back home and all sitting together and we're cooking her favourite meals and everything while she's recovering from Paris. Um, But yes, every now and then you'll get these little little nuggets that that sort of warm your heart. But like I say, you you can't talk about it because um, then they won't speak to you. But yes, I hope you found found that uh, that useful in some way, um, or maybe to prepare for those uh, years that that are coming. Um, but yes, you can find me on Instagram at Gainer Above the Clouds, and my online store is Above the Clouds Boutique. So if you're looking for any cute summer dresses or beachwear, um, and yes, so other than that, I hope you have a wonderful weekend ahead, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.